0: Praise the Lord. Wow, that's loud, ain't it? Thank you, Sister Diane. Uh, for some, that, one who may have not heard, heaven called home a very precious saint. For the lame reasons, is going on to be in his heavenly home, and he's truly going to be missed, and we sure need to be praying for Josh and his family this week. The funeral arrangements are Friday, visitation from 5 to 8, and the funeral is Saturday at 11 a.m., So please remember to pray for him this week. And uh, it's a big loss for our church. He was a precious man. Tonight we're going to be here to pray and uh, have a devotion. And uh, if you have offerings or tithes, you can drop them off in the box as you leave tonight. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come tonight in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We do give you glory And you have been through it all with us, Father. You promised you'd never leave us nor forsake us, and you never have. We give you glory and honor this night, and we thank you for the privilege of being in your house, Father. We do pray for the reasons, family Father. Father, we pray that you comfort them, God, and strengthen them through this time, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our eternal promise that you give to us that believe in you. And Father, this night we pray for all those that are sick and afflicted and need to touch God. We believe you can. And God, we do believe you're gonna take us through it all. Whatever we face, you'll be there with us. And Father, we give you glory and honor and praise in your house tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. Tonight, we got somebody who's gonna speak for the very first time. He's one of our council members. And uh, he's he's a praying warrior. And he's going to come because he believes in the power of prayer and share with you tonight. Would you please welcome Greg Ziegler.
1: And if you all believe in the power of prayer, pray for me because I'm nervous. I'd like to start out by saying a prayer first. And Jesus, I pray... You are the true vine, and I'm a branch off of you, Father. And you're, The Father is the vine dresser, and I can do nothing without him. I can do nothing without your help, Heavenly Father. I can't produce fruit. I can't produce a leaf. I can't do nothing without you, Father. So I'm, I'm giving you control, Heavenly Father, that you just step in and, and, and let me get this word out, Heavenly Father, like you've been uh, giving it to me all for the past three weeks, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. The thing I'd like to talk about tonight is, is prayer. And I'd like to, you know, there's several types of prayers. There's uh, prayers that we just converse with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and there's supplications, and that's to plead with, especially to persuade. Petitions is earnest request. Intercession is to petition or plead in favor of another. And then there's prayer without ceasing. It says in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5:17 to pray always with all prayer and supplication for the saints. This type of prayer we can do in the cars or on our way to work. We, when we see a homeless person or we see uh, somebody broke down on the side of the road, we're constantly praying. All day long we pray and it's and that's a good thing and it's biblical to do. But the prayer that I'd like to talk about tonight is uh, the prayer that Jesus instructs us to do in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 6. And it says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to the Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. We see that Jesus, throughout the scripture and, and throughout uh, his uh, ministry and life, that we, he was always going to a secluded place. He was always uh, going someplace uh, alone. And in Matthew fourteen twenty-three, and it says, And when he had sent them away, the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And in Mark 1, 35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to the solitary place, and there he prayed. And then the Garden of Gethsemane, we know that that was a, a special place for him and his disciples to go to get a, away from everything that was going on and to pray. <clears throat> and if, if Jesus needed to get alone and pray... And he needed to talk to his father how much more do we need to get alone and, and, and get and pray and, and like I said it's we pray without ceasing all day long but there's a, there's a special time that we need to have that we can go into the Father and, and, and the Son and the Holy Spirit and, and make a, an appointed time to, to get alone with God and and and, and pray to him and, and ask and petition and um, in John five, nineteen through 20, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And I often wondered if what he's seen... The father do and what he heard the father do. If that wasn't in times that he was alone in a solitary place, that through when he was praying, that God come down and show him, just like he can when we're in prayer, he can show us. And Jesus got alone to to see what the father's will was. What what am am I going next, Father? What am I doing? Um, And I know Jesus knows all things, but his in his his human side that we you know he still needed instruction. He he still needed to hear the word of God come and when he was praying. You know, we need to, in prayer, we need to know who we are petitioning. We need to know who we're going to. We need to understand that it's God. It ain't, it ain't Daddy. It's God the Father. It's uh, Jehovah. Uh, he is so much more holier than we, and we, we need to approach him as such. And as Jesus, being the Son of God, you know He's the King of Kings. He's not our our buddy, our drinking buddy. Or, or you know, I've heard people say before that uh, me and Jesus get high together, or me and Jesus gets drunk together. Jesus is—he's a friend, but he's not your buddy. He's—he's he's more than that. He—he he needs to be approached as a king. He needs to be reverenced as a king. And and when you rub shoulders with him, you 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 just got to stand in awe. It's, you when you're approaching him. It's there's something different. That we have to understand and and even the Holy Spirit, you know, he's our comforter. He's our teacher. He's he's our everything He's our anointing. He's the he's the one who who helps us to do anything that we do And I'd like to talk to you about uh, this prayer how it relates to the temple Um, We see the outer court and the inner court and the holy of holies or the most holy place and we, when we come in to the outer court, we are um, in the—it's the, it's the spirit, uh, fleshly realm, per se—that there's a lot of people in there. There is, um, we have to, to to sacrifice our flesh and, and to, to uh, cleanse ourselves in the labor, and uh, we we see how the high priest had to come in. Into the, even to the outer court, we see the high priest, before, the, before sunrise, the, the appointed priest would take a bath, and he would dry himself off in, in the fire, or he'd stretch himself out in front of a fire to dry himself off, and he, they would put the holy garments on him. They was called the vestments of sanctity. And the word sanctity is, uh, is the word kodesh, which is for holy. And they only used these these uh, garments for in the temple. They didn't wear them out. They didn't or out of, in out of the temple. They was they was dressed according. They was coming before a king, and they was coming before God Almighty. And the priests they believed that the holy garments was involved in 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 the atonement when they was when they was uh, sacrificing the animals, and they, they believed that the 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 garments was part of the atonement. The the coat atoned for bloodshed, the breeches, which is like boxers uh, for lewdness, the head covering for arrogance, the girdle for impure meditations of the heart, the breastplate for neglect of civil laws, the ephod for idolatry, the headpiece for brazenness, and the robe for slander and we we got a uh, think about how they come before them and we've got to come to before perform in the same way. In studying this, I have actually changed the way I pray I, or the way I, uh, in my quiet time, I used to get out of the shower and if it was summertime, I'd go in there and put on a pair of cotton shorts and, and a shirt and I would pray. Or in the wintertime, I'd put on a pair of sweatpants and I'd go and sit there and pray. And, and again, studying through this, I from now on, the last couple of weeks i 've been going in there and i 've been putting a pair of pants on I, If I was going to come and meet with pastor i wouldn 't come in a pair of sweatpants i wouldn't come in a pair of shorts i 'm going coming in front of a king and i 'm going and i 've changed and this, and this is me this is what the lord's uh, laid on my heart and i 'm not saying that the way you guys do it is wrong and not the way i 'm doing it is right it's just what uh, the Lord has been showing me that I've, I have to come into the presence of him uh, like a, a king if I was going to come to see a president or something I wouldn't come in a pair of cotton shorts or or sweatpants I would dress my best and I've I've changed in in the way that I've approached and and where what I'm wearing is is different from what I used to do and, and it's because of all we see the priest what they wore was was Mind-blowing the way they they did everything, the gold and the the colors that, that mean so much. Okay, and in in the laver we have the washing. The priest, when they was ordained, they would wash their whole body in the laver, and then they would never wash theirself again in the laver. It was always just their hands and their feet. They would come uh, before the the. They would uh, sacrifice. They would have to wash their hands and their feet in, in the laver before they could even touch a sacrifice. And we see Jesus when uh, when they, w- he washed the disciples' feet. He Peter said, "Wash my hand or my yes, my hands and my feet also." And Jesus tells them uh, in John three ten, "He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is com- completely clean. And you are clean." And we see um, a sign of our salvation that we don't need to be saved every day. We just need to clean ourselves. We need to wash our hands and our feet to be in the presence of the God Almighty. We need to come into the outer court in, in a place of repentance. And, and true repentance, uh, it's, I'm trying not to get too uh, caught up on sin. But it, sin is, is not when you cry. Is sin is when you turn and walk the, away from sin, not something that you do every day. When, when you, uh, for instance, if you get a, go out and buy a case of beer and you drink six and you're drunk, and then you go to bed and say, Lord, forgive me for drinking and being drunk, but you got 18 more in the refrigerator for the next three nights. When we repent, we have to a true repentance it has to be from the heart it has to be i'm done with that and i'm not saying that we' we won't never stumble because we know that uh if we say we don't have sin we we know better than that. we we're a liar we we all have sin you know if if you uh don't turn from your sin. God's almost where you you know, there's no longer, no, there remains no longer a sacrifice for sin. If you just keep doing it over and over again, it's not true repentance. And we need to come truly to the labor and wash and, and get it all under the blood. In Isaiah 1.16, it says, wash yourself, make yourself clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil in James 4, 7, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We, in the outer court, there's a, um, not only the labor, but we have the altar of burnt offerings where uh, the, the sacrifices was burned up upon there and they was burned up in the um, in Romans 12, one, this is where we uh, uh, offer ourselves. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We have to lay down our flesh on the altar, uh, and Jesus, is, is it's his blood, that and he represents the altar. We, we, we can do nothing without Jesus. We can't get into, to any, into the inner court or to the holy holy place. Without Jesus in, in, in his blood, we see that we uh, the priests when they offered uh, their the lambs and the and the bulls that they would place their hands on the head of the 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 sacrifice when they killed it, and they was symbolically transferring the sin of what the people would be would come before the priest. Uh, they would lay their hands on it and symbolically place the, the sin upon it and when they killed it and then the blood was the only thing that was, uh, went into the uh, inner court. And we, we, ha- we can only enter into that by the blood of Jesus. In Zechariah, we see that Joshua, he was uh, clothed in filthy garments and we come in, in, into the outer court, we are filthy we need to be cleansed and we need, to be, uh, we need to stand before the king and we're in filthy garments. And it says in, in Zechariah 3, 3 through 4, it says, Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and he was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you and I will clothe you with rich robes. Jesus and the Holy, the Holy Spirit is going to get us into the outer court. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit is going to help us come. And he, they're going to take away our filthy arm. The, the blood of Jesus has already wiped away all of our sin. We just have to confess it before him and say that, you know, uh, I've done this wrong. Please help me. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks through us to even do that. Okay, in the inner court, after we have washed our flesh and and we have a reason to praise. We have Not only is our name written in the Lamb's book of life, but we have our sin forgiven us. And, and now we can praise and worship in, in, in true worship and, and enter in, into the mindset of we are fixing to go into a place that, that a lot of people never went into. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We got to be thankful to him and bless his name and, and uh, praise to get in into the inner court. We uh, it's it's uh, killing our flesh and 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 coming before the God Almighty with a with a, a heart of thanksgiving. In the outer court, we we see a lot of confusion and chaos. And we, there's lambs and and goats and bulls and and. Your mind's going ten different ways in the outer court. The priest, you know, is you're fixing to confess your sins to the to the priest. You know, whether whatever sin you know that you may have uh, committed, that you have to come in and 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 sacrifice for your sins. And uh, that's what we have to do. We have to uh, in the outer court is not where you want to listen to what. A lot of times it's your flesh saying, oh, do I need to buy that car? Well, you don't want to listen in the outer court. You want to get into the inner court to, to hear the word of God, the uh, answers for you that he can, he can speak to you and, and in the inner court. And the outer court is a little bit different. We have a flesh out there, and, and we need to understand that what we uh, are doing in there is not necessarily listening. To our flesh, our flesh wants things, and we need to sacrifice that. And well, and come into the inner court. Now that you're, we've cleaned ourselves up, and the spirit is drawing us. uh, Our praise is coming up before God. Now that that we are uh, truly praising Him and worship Him in spirit, heaven, and and the spirit takes over and and starts to move us into the inner court. And we see the we come in there, and, and we see the table of showbread and it's uh it's a miracle of how the showbread they they have 12 loaves and it represents the 12 tribes of Israel they replaced the the bread every week and the 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 priest would take the old bread and they would eat it and there was like 150 of them could you imagine a, a 12 loaves feeding 150 men and the bread was still warm and it was still fresh it didn't it it didn't get stale or or get hard it was still uh, miraculously it was still ed- edible and we see we know that Jesus is the bread of life we uh and he is our spiritual food and he's also f- food for our flesh and and <clears throat> i believe that when we're standing at the table to show bread, with the showbread with the bread in front of us and we take and eat of it we are uh, this is where we receive knowledge and wisdom uh we see that jesus is is the word of of god he is the bread of life this is where we go to to ask and receive wisdom when you read the bible and you don't understand something and you have a question and and uh this is where we go to get that uh that answered i believe that it's it's uh where, like I said, where wisdom and knowledge flows from the from the bread. Okay, and uh, then we go to the menorah, and it was a seven-branched light. It wasn't candles. It was oil and wicks, and the oil came from one source. The pastor preached on this several years ago, I think, that where the oil was... Uh, supernaturally filled in through the tubes and, and ca- the, the candles or the wicks never went out. When they cha- when they trimmed the wicks or had to replace them, they always left one candle that was or wick that was always burning and the, uh, the oil represents the anointing and, and this is where we can pray to be anointed to do the w- work of God. The oil that was in the light, Jesus is the light of the world we know that and we this is where we get caught on fire and, and we can be the light of the world we can uh, pray for the anointing to for to preach to teach to laying on of hands for the sick to do whatever we need to do through for God is comes from the anointing that is coming from the the light that, uh, that comes from Jesus Christ himself and then we come to the altar of incense and this is this is right up against the the curtain of the holy of holy the most holy place this is where the priest offered incense before the veil the most holy place we see in revelations 5 that the prayer of the saints are the incense now we this is where we stand in front of the altar of incense and let the Holy Spirit pray through us this is where prayer flows this is when you pray that and, and uh, for for this and uh, your loved ones or your um, this, 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 the Holy Spirit brings people before you. This is where intercession, uh, this is where you intercede for people. This is where we intercede for our pastors who've got targets on their backs for, and for doing what they need to be doing. This is, we need to intercede for uh, people who are sick. There's many people in here are sick and afflicted. This is where this, the Holy Spirit brings these people to our mind in front of the altar of incense. This is where we're uh, we're praying and we don't even know what we're praying. This is where tongues comes out and and the Holy Spirit prays through us. This this is all done in front of the veil. Uh, There's uh, such a uh, drawing to that place that uh, when we're in the outer court and we're trying to pray, we can't do it very well. But when we get into the inner court and and the Holy Spirit is moving upon us, uh, we can pray like we've never prayed before. It's it's weird how you can pray in a vehicle and only pray five minutes and you're out of words. But when you get into the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and He's praying through you, you look at the clock and you've already prayed for an hour and don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not that smart. I don't have that many words in me. But the Holy Spirit... And move upon us, and then we see that. You know, we know that Jesus ripped the. When Jesus was crucified, God ripped the veil in half. And this is where we want to end up. We want to end up in the presence of God the Father. There, there's no greater place for us to be. This is where I long to be at all times. I don't ever want to leave His presence. He's He's near and dear. He's uh, everything that I've. Uh, long to be, he's what I long to please, he's he's uh, my everything. In Zephaniah 1, 7, it says, Be silent in the presence of the Lord. In Psalms 91, 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of, his, of the Almighty. Uh, <clears throat> how can we come into the presence of God? In Psalms 24, 3 through 4, it says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, he who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. And we gotta have confidence that we can come into this place when when we're clean, when the Holy Spirit cleanses us, and we have we have a certain amount of confidence that knows in Hebrew. and our bodies washed with pure water is, is what we did in the outer court when we got into the, the veil and, and asked Jesus by his blood to, to cleanse us. In, in his presence, Psalm 1611, pastor preached on this the other, and I was wondering what he was going to say. And I was like, I don't want to repeat what he says, but. 1611, Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And like Pastor said, in, his, in your presence, face-to-face communion with the, the God the Father, in His presence is fullness of joy. Fullness in, in Hebrew is the word soba. It means satisfaction sadity, Abundance Most of the time when it's used It's used as for food In Exodus sixteen three, It says we did eat bread to the full Leviticus 26 5 It says and ye shall eat your bread to the full uh, Psalm seventy eight twenty five, It says he sent them meat to the full Can we say we have joy to the full Can you say that I don't have any more room for joy well, in His presence, that's where it's at. You want joy in His presence. If you want fullness, I, I want to be overflowing with joy. I don't care what we're going through, what, we, what we're faced with as a, as a church or as a body, um, sickness or whatever. You can have joy when you get into the presence of God. When you, you, when you stay in, in the presence of God, we can do all things. We can have peace. We can have the, the joy that passes all understanding. As far as the way to pray, to, you know, I would like everybody who would to come and just stand up here in front of the altar, and I'd like to pray a short prayer, and then I would like to uh, just have a, a a moment of a holy hush, just to be reverent and quiet for a minute. If if everybody would who would come, please just come and stand up here. Oh. Heavenly Father, we come, just pray a prayer of repentance and, and prayer to get into the holy place and uh, just to uh, get into his presence. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we long to be in your presence, Heavenly Father. We long to be uh, rubbing elbows with you, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask for forgiveness, Heavenly Father, that we might approach you in a wrong way, Heavenly Father, that you are, are uh, uh, God Almighty. You're not somebody who is just our friend or, or somebody that we go in front of in, in different times, but you are God Almighty, Father, forgive us for, for taking that for granted, Heavenly Father. Father Jesus, I pray to you that you, you also, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are our everything. We, we ask for forgiveness for not coming in front of you like we should, that, that we have a, a, a reverence, the, uh, let godly fear come back upon us, that we have a godly fear, a godly reverence to, to uh, come before the throne room Father, even the Holy Spirit, when the Holy the Holy Spirit dwells, the Godhead lives in us. Father, keep keep us pure. Let us not offend in any way, Father. In what we see or what we hear, Heavenly Father, that the Holy Spirit will, might have to plug His ears because of of uh, vulgarity, or what He might have to cover His eyes because of of. Uh, what we're watching on tv or what we're what we see on our phone father i ask for for you to just to pour your spirit out upon these people who are here heavenly father that we you hear our cries you hear the, our hunger that we are uh we are uh seeking after you father to to know what to do and what to say father when there's uh five thousand People that's busting the doors to get in here, Heavenly Father. We got to know how to minister to them. We got to have a a, a priest to rise up. We got to have people to work, Father. We got to have people to pray with people. We got to have people to teach people, Father. We we are under a commission, Heavenly Father, to 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 change a nation, Father. There's nothing that you can't do through this church, Father. We are a remnant church, Heavenly Father. Father, we believe, Heavenly Father, that you're going to do what everything that you've shown us, Heavenly Father, in in. Uh, prophecies and and people prophesying over this church, Father, we have a mandate, Heavenly Father, that we can't do, but you can do it through us, Heavenly Father. We ask that the, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to fall upon us, Heavenly Father, and move each and every one of us, Heavenly Father father to, we got to do something father if we don't know what we're called to do father we ask that we we go into the to the inner court and and, and petition God what what am I supposed to do we can uh, ask and you shall and you'll show us father I know everybody's not called to preach everybody's not called to teach but everybody's called to prayer father we can intercede on our on behalf of our nation heavenly father we can intercede on behalf of the sick people who who and we can intercede on on our pastor's behalf that we that they can preach and and do what they're supposed to do. And, and in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray that you visit us tonight, Heavenly Father, that you, you come in and show yourself mighty on our behalf, Father. And I'm asking for a holy hush to come upon this, us, Father, and you just blanket us with your presence, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus.